welcome back to Literally Heinous Emergency Grammys coverage with our favorite regular Maeve Conway of Gals Getting Rich. Hello, Maeve. How are you doing? So good. I'm honored to be back. I love coming on Lit Hain. You are truly just like a Lit Hain favorite. I mean, people are just asking for you constantly. And it's just such an honor to have someone that's just so financially savvy and celebrity savvy. Oh, my God. I'm so honored. Beyond honored. Okay. Let's talk shop about the Grammys that happened last night. Overall, what were your thoughts? I mean, there's a lot of thoughts to be had. Um, First of all, Miley kind of just like took all my thoughts the whole time because she never won a Grammy Mm -hmm. until last night. She won two, in fact. Um, In the way, I only watched the first half of the Grammys as a disclaimer, and I watched the rest in the morning. Um, but the way that it opened up with Dua Lipa's fire performance, and then the first award went to Miley Cyrus, who had never won before, and mm-hmm. then she went and performed um, Flowers. That was incredible. She was just having the night of her life. I felt like she was at the peak of her career, and I was so happy. That was my first thought of the Grammys, was like, that was a Miley Cyrus Grammy. No, it I totally agree. So when I put out my Grammy predictions, I did pick Miley for a couple of them. Not because I really listened to her album, which now like I'm definitely going to go back and listen to her full album, but because I knew that she hadn't won any Grammys and I would like to see her win some Grammys. I just thought that like she's been in the industry so long, she really deserves it. And I know that my Grammys philosophy is not, you know, the normal way to view the Grammys but I like seeing people that have been around for a really long time kind of like get what they deserve Um, I agree really like could not have gone better for her to win the first award of the night and then to do that performance like it was really just so serendipitous and like so Taylor my best friend from we are family we have this saying um so it's called a wink from Stella Luna and Stella Luna is the moon so when we were like really delirious filming this show like on the way home from the bus we would look for the moon and call her Stella Luna and any time that like something really like good happens or like it's just the universe watching out for you or just like something really serendipitous something so beautiful that you never could have imagined or planned in your head happens we call that a wink from Stella Luna and I just think the whole night was really like a wink from Stella for Miley. Mm -hmm. And just the idea of like, she even said there, like, she's like, I've worked so hard for this and never got this. And then once I stopped caring and like did something for me, that's when I got it. I thought that was really special. Yeah, that was her speech was about the boy with the butterfly net. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was so cute. I was so happy for her. And like, usually when you win a Grammy, you don't get to go on stage and perform mm-hmm. a like super fun independent song like Shut Down Your Ex. It was yeah. such like an empowering moment, I felt like. Um, and like it, you could look across the room and everyone was standing up and like happy for her. I know she did give like a big call out to the crowd for like not dancing yeah. at first, but I feel like that's because they were still warming up, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that had anything to do with it. No, her. I liked it. It didn't bother me when she said that at all. No. But when she said, um, what was that one lyric she changed to, but I just won my first Grammy? Yeah. That was so fun. I was it so was happy It was just for such her. a great performance. 
I initially hated her look and hated the hair, but then towards the end of the night, like, I understood the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her outfit for performing was so good, too. Yeah, the it performing was, outfit was great. Like, chef's kiss. That was her Grammys, for sure. It really was. And it was nice to see. Like, I really didn't think that she would win. But, like, I also kind of forgot that, like, Flowers really was the song of the year for, like, two mm-hmm. months. It was just, like, early in the year. Yeah. And Flowers won record of the year. And now I'm going to say a disclaimer that I am not part of the Academy. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. I for sure thought Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo or Kill Bill by SZA would win mm-hmm. record of the year. But Flowers yeah. winning made a lot of sense to me. Like, it really was the song of the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More so than Vampire, I think. Like, Flowers was everywhere. Like, yeah. everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Vampire? Okay. So, can I say something crazy? Yeah, please. I am an O-Rod, like, ride or die. Like, that's my girl. I listen to both albums front to back regularly. I just, like, kind of wish that she had promoted different songs, and I really wish that she'd sang a different song last night. I've seen her perform Vampire so many times, and it is just not her strongest song. No. No. I don't think Olivia has the most mature um, performing uh, capabilities quite yet. I think she's getting there, and she's really, like, far beyond what I will ever be. But Mm -hmm. there are so many songs on her album that – I love like get him back and then mm-hmm. all American I forget that one all American bitch um, yeah all American bitch I don't know why I can remember that but she has so many good songs that I wanted to hear her perform live and she yeah. did get him back for the MTV music awards and then she did vampire for this but she's done vampire for other awards and I think she did vampire yeah. for the VMAs maybe yeah yeah um, yeah. And she, okay, her SNL performance of All American Bitch is incredible. I don't know if you've seen it. I've watched it like five times. Jack and I love it. Mm-hmm. It is so like theatrical. Like it's such a production. Like she's sitting at this tea party, like doing the soft parts of the song. And then when it gets all like screamy, she's like destroying the tea party and like stepping in the cake. And like it's just really fun and i really wish she had done that for the grammys or like oh yeah i saw the blood thing and the blood was fun but i was like okay more blood like give us more oh yeah it wasn't enough blood for me to know it was part of the performance you know yeah i'm disappointed she didn't win any Mm -hmm. but i also kind of think sour was a little stronger maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know no i think so too i think guts had good songs but Really, they're looking for your strength as an artist to be sonically cohesive pieces put together in an album. And I don't think Guts had that same, like, power and oomph that Sour did. But I still wanted her to win a song for, sorry, win a Grammy for Vampire, just because I thought it was produced really well. How it started out slow and it got angsty. Like, it didn't have to be that way. It could have been a slow, sad song, but she kind of made it more, like angsty like um kind of just more rock song and i think it changed the whole tone of the song that's why i wanted her to win but yeah yeah i understand that um what did you think of the best new artist category oh my god i don't know that was the toughest one of the night i think yeah all the people there were so good yeah um well who won was it the coco no it was victoria monet oh that's right which was huge okay 
I was actually really happy with this one. I didn't pick her. I did like want her to win, but I didn't think that she would really. Um, I listened to her album and I liked it. It's just like not really my style of music. I've just never been like a huge R&B person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know her from Ariana Grande. Like she's an Ariana Grande collaborator, like OG. Um, She and Ariana's song together, their song together called Motivation. Wait, not Motivation. Sorry. Um, Whoa, my mind's blanking right now. Oh my God. I'm like really, I listen to it so much. I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Um, I can literally sing every lyric. It's like, you be straight for life if I give you my pen. Um, um, the, Monopoly? I have to look it up or else I'm going to die right now. Is it Monopoly? Sorry, please hold. Um, God. Uh, Monopoly. Oh my God. Okay. I don't know if you've heard this song. You need to go listen to it. It's just like a fun song that they've done together. So... I loved her speech and I loved her outfit and she came with her daughter and their do- she and her daughter had like matching dresses and it was so cute. Um, her speech was so great and so moving and it was nice to see someone that's been in the industry for so long, working so hard behind the scenes, helping other artists and making other artists successful, like quietly working on her own stuff, like finally get recognized and her album was awesome. So that was really nice to see. Yeah. I, I do like when someone kind of has a good, like, not underdog story, but it feels like the award was really well-deserved. That was a tough category because it also mm-hmm. had, like, Ice Spice. I kind of thought Ice Spice was going to win. Mm-hmm. I thought Ice Spice or Noah Khan. Okay. Noah Khan, though. Like, I also thought he – I thought it was going to be Ice Spice or Noah Khan. Mm-hmm. And I love Noah Khan. Like, his songs are good. Yeah. I love Noah Khan. I like Fred again, too. He was nominated. I know. And it was cool to see, like, an EDM guy get nominated, which, like, never really happens, especially in, like, the main categories. No. Like, I looked at his Instagram today. He didn't even have any stories up about the Grammys. So I don't know if he just, like, didn't go. But it's cool to be nominated. Yeah. Gracie Abrams was also nominated. True. Okay. So there was some Sabrina Carpenter erasure. What's about that? I was wondering that. What was her album? Letters or it emails, was emails I can't, I can't send. send? Yeah. And yeah, I, I believe it came out in 2022. So it really should have been eligible. Hmm. So I don't know. I think she yeah. really could have and probably should have been nominated for Best Artist too or Best New Artist. Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she got snubbed. I feel like that album was – it should have received a nomination at the minimum mm-hmm. or a song. Yeah. Um, she had a great year, so. It was definitely a tough category. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk Taylor in general. First okay. of all, thoughts on her look. Um, You know, I like Scaparelli. I think they're a good, talented designer or fashion house. Um. Her look wasn't, like, my favorite look ever. It wasn't my least favorite. I thought the gloves were cool and the choker with the watch on it. Some people said that it wasn't very flattering on her. Um, I think she looks good in everything. Um, and I think it's easy to judge when I'm sitting on my couch looking like a naked mole rat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it wasn't her – it wasn't my favorite look of hers. What yeah. about you? 
No, definitely not my favorite. I mean, I wasn't throwing up all over the floor like some other people, but I did agree. It did not really flatter her silhouette very much. It just looked kind of like bunchy. No. And, and white, the- kind of hard to wear a little. Yeah. She got a lot of hate for the braid in her hair. Oh, the braid didn't um, bother me. I, I no. didn't love the white. And I think especially with her complexion, I think like white looks better on people with a darker complexion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, as excusing like bridal dresses, but I don't know. I mean, it was okay. She's done worse, but I just like, oh, don't know why she doesn't like have the best of the best. Like that's just her one fault. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she and many. one thing about Taylor Swift is all of her outfits are more or less an Easter egg to a degree. Mm. Sometimes they're just like a soft Easter Easter egg, like a nod. What she wore to the Grammys last year, this is post yeah. Midnight's. It was a nod to Midnight's. It wasn't like something that was being revealed. But agree. So tonight or last night when we saw her wear the white dress, I was like, what is this a nod to? Because we know reputation is black and everyone thought she's going to announce rep tv last night mm-hmm. so yeah. i was kind of confused why it was a white dress with black gloves and i think maybe it was easter egg to like she's you know bamboozling us with it's not black it's the opposite it's white it's a new album not a re-record i don't know so that's the only reason why i'd give her a pass on her outfit is because it's a tool she uses did you think she was going to announce something last night? Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was going to announce Rep TV. Like, all the writing was on the wall. Um, but then when she announced her new album, I, like, flipped out. Yeah. She always does, like, the unexpected, and I think it makes being a fan really fun. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, it was fun. I thought she was going to announce Rep too. Okay. I, can I say something else crazy? Yeah, I kinda, please. Like, I'm not waiting with bated breath for Rep TV. I mean, people are acting like Rep TV. I mean, I see so many people being like, I need this. This is the only re-recording I care about. Like, I guess like it came out so recently in 2017 or 2018. I'm like, I guess like the vault tracks will be juicy because it kind of was her juiciest album. But I don't know. I mean, I just mm-hmm. am not like I'm, I'm more excited for a new album. Yeah, like there's no nostalgia really with it. Quite like Speak Now and Fearless, where we hadn't heard her sing those songs in so long. Like she departed from the whole country mm-hmm. genre. I agree. Like there's no like um, fanfare. I feel like to be had with listening to these songs again. I think one rumor that keeps going around is that there's going to be one re-record that is nothing but collabs with other artists and people thought it was going to be reputation so i think that's the only reason why i keep hearing rep tv rep tv i'm kind of more excited for her re-record of her original taylor swift album oh i cannot wait for the debut re-recording but i mm-hmm. will tell you this right now i won't be listening to it i'm oh, sorry why because or i mean obviously i'll be listening to it when it comes out but like when sometimes i get certain itches in my brain and i need to hear a picture to burn i will be listening to the og it's how i feel oh. about speak now and i'm sorry maybe i'm being a little uncut tonight i <laughs> am kind of in like a horrible mood in general and i'm just you know what i'm sorry but i'm being a little crazy tonight i don't always listen to the re-recordings okay there i'll say it wow no, yeah. it's fine. There's a lot of people who can tell a difference. 
I can absolutely tell the difference. It's that, and that's why I don't listen to the re-recording. I need the twang. I need the mm -hmm. pitchiness. Like it, when I am craving sparks fly and long live or, you know, um, forever and always, I need the OG. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. Um, and sometimes you can't help it. Like if I ask Alexa to play Taylor Swift, she does not do re-records. It's she kind does of not a support. Disc. Yeah, that's Jeff Bezos for you. Um, um, but what were your other thoughts with Taylor's awards last night? She won two. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what she win? Pop vocal album for Midnight's and best album mm -hmm. for Midnight's. Mm hmm. <sighs> okay. Here I am again. I'm. You know what? Call me crazy. I don't even like Midnight's. <laughs> like, I mean, I did. But like, wow. I know. I'm sorry, but like, okay. It's not that I don't like it. I just I kind of never really got to know it. Mm -hmm. Um and I I picked my favorites on it pretty early and which I think kind of like shut me out from you know like the rest of them. Okay, let's see. Let me like scroll through the track list right now. Don't listen to Lavender Haze. Oh my god. And I this is so bad, but I never got oh, you're going to kill me. I never mm -hmm. got on the maroon train really yeah i don't know what it is like i think when i and i kind of i have a very bad habit with this like when new albums come out i'll listen to them and then i'll pick my favorites and then i'll only listen to my favorites and then like two years will go by and then i'll listen to the ones i didn't listen to and be like oh damn like that slaps mm -hmm. and i think i just haven't really faced my reckoning with midnights um i always liked anti-hero never listened to snow on the beach no, You're I on your own kid one. is too sad. Never listen to Midnight Rain. Questions good. Vigilante shit. Chugi. Bejeweled. Fine. Labyrinth. Absolutely not. Karma is good. Sweet nothing. No. Mastermind I kind of like. I really like The Great War. I don't listen to The Big Sky. Don't listen to Paris. Don't listen to High Infidelity. Don't listen to Glitch. Would have, could have, should have. I like that one. Never listen to Dear Reader. Would have, could have, should have is so good. Um, Paris. So what's funny was Paris was a popular favorite when it first came out. And now I don't hear anyone really talking about it. Um, and I think it's kind of not smart to pick a favorite right out the gate mm -hmm. and like claim a song. And I think that's what a lot of people do. And Swifties will just claim track five because that's going to be her most um, like kind of like more inspirational, introspective track out of all of them. She has a habit of doing that with track five. I think it's better to just let the song marinate and like get to know it. And Marooned was not my favorite out the gate, but then you listen to it more and more and you get to know it and you're like, no, it's a pretty deep song. Um, you're on your own kid is really sad, but yeah, it's, I also don't like, I really don't invite sadness into my life. Like I try mm. to avoid sad songs. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, I like sad songs. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. So, and then during like <laughs> Eric's getaway car in Maroon was this, were the surprise songs the night before mine. Oh my Everyone God. Everyone was like, oh my God. Like, I can't believe we didn't get getaway car in Maroon. And I was like, yeah, I was more sad about getaway car. Like that one. I was like, oh damn, that's a banger. But like mm -hmm. Maroon, when people were like all up in arms about that being the secret song, I was like, I couldn't tell you how that song goes. <laughs> you got false God, right? Yeah, I did get False God. That's um, underrated. I've always been a False God fan. Like, always, always, always. I love the SNL performance of False God. That song kind of means a lot to me. And then I also yeah. got this, like, fuck-ass song from Red that I don't even know what it's called. 
Oh, that's funny. It was like I can't even remember what it what it was. Um, okay, but, so then wait, just one last thought. Yeah. Album of the year going to her, I had no problem with because I thought Midnight's as an album was sonically cohesive, which is what they are looking for. I was just kind of gagged that SZA didn't win for SOS. Yeah, I am fine with Taylor winning. I'm just always very trepidatious with Taylor. Like mm. when her when she gets so big and like when she is stays on top, it makes me nervous because I just worry about like when's the bubble gonna burst? You know, like mm-hmm. it's giving Jordan Belfort, it's giving like <laughs> stock, you know, New York Stock Exchange two thousand seven. She's a stockbroker. <laughs> you know, like sometimes yeah. like I think that sometimes my gut reaction when Taylor like wins these like ridiculous awards and like beats out really great artists and like black artists and like important artists and new artists and artists that have been around for so long and like dethrones them with like an album like is it even better I'm always Mm -hmm. just it makes me nervous for her like I'm not gonna lie it really does Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like the they say when you're on top the only other way to go is down and I think that's what a lot of people think and she keeps pushing the ceiling up and up Mm -hmm. I hope she like maintains this and doesn't like you know, screw this up. I think she's been doing well and she has tree pain to help her out and like I yeah. think you're right. But yeah. It's it does feel like when will the bubble burst? Like how has she maintained this amount of rel like not relatability, but relevance for yeah. so long. It just feels like unprecedented and like I don't know when it's going to stop. It makes me nervous for her. And so that was also why like her announcing the album during the grammys it kind of made me cringe a little bit on her behalf like yes i was excited but i feel like the announcement just kind of fell flat in that specific room Mm -hmm. and it would just that reaction is nothing compared to the reaction she would have gotten if she would announce like waited two days and announced it in tokyo Mm -hmm. yeah so i think she announced midnights at the vmas in 20. 22 i think that was like august 2022 Mm -hmm. it was had it been exactly 13 years since kanye west um and i think at the vmas they have fans come or just like common gentiles can also go but the grammys (laughs) they have like other like relevant celebrities or adjacent celebrities in the audience people and her competitors yeah so yeah and so it didn't feel like those were the people who would be like gagged over her announcing an album. I said this to you last night, like my rule in my head with announcing an album at an award ceremony is that you got to make it quick. You got to say the name of the album when it comes out and that more details to come. Like don't make the moment all about you. Yes, you just mm-hmm. won a Grammy, but just get your announcement over with, move on. And I know she does that like she's been doing announcements that way for most of her career so I'm fine with it um but yeah it was very different reception than it was at the VMAs I agree with yeah. that yeah yeah I think that's a good point about the VMAs having like a normal people audience and the Grammys it's an award ceremony um and I just yeah like her announcement of it was a little drawn out and like it just fell kind of flat and it made me kind of embarrassed for her. And like, it made me kind of sympathize with the other nominees in the room 
without like, okay, so this was the second award of the night and now it's going to be the Taylor show. Like I would just feel a little slighted. And also because my girl, Casey Musgraves is coming out of retirement literally five mm-hmm. minutes before this Casey mm-hmm. introduced or presented an award. And then there's a commercial teaser basically like teasing her new album and now it's like Mm -hmm. no one's talking about Casey I know I love Casey like I hope this album's good yeah and I feel like that was just like poor timing but it's also weird like it was just a commercial I wasn't even watching the commercial and I saw it because I was like looking at my phone when the Grammys aren't on so I feel like her team might have fumbled the way they did it as well or, like, as soon as they got air that Taylor was going to announce something, which Swifties had predicted, like, I think Casey's team might have wanted to pivot. But I'm really excited for her. I'm sad that no one's talking about it because she is so talented. I mean, there's really not much to say. Like, Casey didn't give a date. She didn't give a name. Like, all she did, it like, just showed some pictures of her or some, like, b-roll of her in the woods and then it said caseymusgraves.com and i went to caseymusgraves.com and it basically just said pre-order km5 so like casey musgraves fifth album Mm. so like there's not really there's truly not much to say about casey so like unless casey like gave us a name and a date then it's just not really comparable um so i don't know i mean i just like get worried for taylor like if this reckoning is going to come, but also maybe she's just like too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Her fan base is pretty powerful. Um, yeah. What did you think of Trevor Noah as the host? Like fine. I wasn't laughing at really anything he said at all. Mm-hmm. But like it didn't, but like it got the job done. It met expectations. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought he was above average, but I wasn't like running home to my mom yeah. to tell her about it. Um, but he was nominated for a Grammy himself. I didn't realize that. Hmm. It doesn't bother me. Um, would you- Is it supposed you... to? Like, did it bother other people? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it didn't bother me at all that he was nominated for a Grammy. I just had no idea. I thought, like, I don't know why I didn't think the host could also be nominated, but it's for one of those, like, random Grammys for, like, audiobooks or yeah, something i forget what it was everyone has one of those like i yeah. pretty much have one and meryl streep was nominated for a grammy did you know that mark ronson is her son-in-law no i had no idea i found that out last night that is insane to me so mark yeah. ronson married meryl streep's daughter that's whack mark ronson is the industry yeah he is i have so much okay i something crazy i've always loved uptown funk like i never am mad when it comes on like never (laughs) ever since i first heard uptown funk i was like i remember being on my way to like my high school homecoming and being like can we please put on uptown funk and like praying for it to come on at homecoming i've always loved uptown funk like i've been in an uptown funk stand and that was my introduction to mark ronson and he did the Barbie soundtrack, which obviously yeah. is the greatest soundtrack of all time. It was. And he won a Grammy for, for like, best collected um, album As for Barbie. Should. Yeah. Barbie, the music for Barbie was by far the best music in a movie ever. Like, usually HBO makes the best soundtracks for all of their shows. But Barbie 
Oh my God. That was something else. Like no words. I regularly listen to the Barbie soundtrack. Like listening Mm -hmm. to it the full way through is just banger after banger after banger. Can I ask you a deep question? Yes. What did you think of What Was I Made For? Because I know what the song means to you. Oh, I mean, I loved the performance. The performance was incredible. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. song. Like, Mm-hmm. It's definitely my favorite Billy song. I definitely think it's like the best Billy song. And the performance was great. It really was. What'd you think? Oh, yeah. No, I think it's such a good song. I love how she just encapsulated the whole meaning of the Barbie movie in one song of just like being a woman and like, what? where's my place in the world? What is my purpose? And mm-hmm. just like that alienation of not knowing your role in society Mm-hmm. Um, her outfit being like the traditional yes. like 50s like with her hair with a scarf tied around it it was so like um so idyllic and it was very like um provide a lot of imagery because in the song she says like going for a drive i was an ideal and that's what i imagine every time is like having like that scarf tied around your head with like a convertible and like blowing in the wind but like you're yeah. the passenger princess you're not the driver you're just supposed to be pretty yeah and, it's like yeah. incredible that song is so good and just the like don't tell my boyfriend it's not what he was made for that's just so something i can relate to yeah jock is like the most level-headed person that i'm like whenever i'm stressed and spiraling about something it's like it's so not even worth talking about you know what i mean like mm-hmm. why would i even share what i'm going through Mm-hmm. because it's stupid yeah. so no that song i cry every time i hear it come on like i can't i've actually never even listened to it the full way through because like i can't get through it so last night yeah. was my first time listening to it the full way through <laughs> it is such a good song i can't not cry every time i watch a barbie movie and oh you hear God. barbie's heartstrings oh, like the chords playing i start I crying I, I cry. And I know. I've seen it four times now. I was honestly thinking about this earlier today. Like, I might have to watch it again tonight. Thank God it's on HBO. Um, Like, Barbie is one of the – oh, my God. Of, we can literally find a way to make everything about Barbie. <laughs> Who is We pretty? do. <laughs> it's definitely, like, my all-time favorite movie. Me too. That movie um, changed my life. Oh, it changed my life 100%. There's no situation I can't find a way to relate it to Barbie. Yeah. Um, I, it's, okay, I, oh, man, I would give anything to go back to seeing it for the first time. Like, did you feel like you were on drugs at Disney five years old? Like, I was so mm-hmm. overwhelmed when I first saw Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, like, so overcome with emotion. I was like, that was the most raw movie I've ever seen. Where it just, like, splayed out everything everything that i was feeling i didn't know how to put into words was barbie i i mean i felt like really raw after that movie it was so i don't even know what the word was it felt like i was on some sort of like theme park roller coaster the whole time and things were moving so fast and i kept being like wait slow down what they just say wait go back rewind huh <laughs> and like as i was watching it i was like i already need to see this again and like the movie finished and i was like i just have to see it again yeah. and like then jack and i i talked about it to jack for like days and days and like begged him i'm like can we please go see it again and then i saw it again with him and then I've seen it two more times since that. So I've seen it four times total. 
And every time I like get something new out of it. Oh, and really? it's just like such a good message and like truly just mm-hmm. change the way I think about everything. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Whenever I get like upset in my like real life, though it's funny is the first thing that comes to my head is the lyric, um, when did it end all the enjoyment? Yeah. Because like I think it it really it dives into feminism from multiple lenses, like even from like how we grow up with like our eyes wide and like all the world in front of us and you grow up and you're just like, Wow, life's not that fun, you know? Yeah. And when you're just disappointed in life, I don't know. It's so good. It I is so good. Love that movie. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great quotes from it. The one that's been like rattling around in my head this the past few weeks is I worked very hard and I deserve this. <laughs> and like it was like a joke, but like the like just someone verbalizing that and just making it like just stating that I worked hard so I deserve this. I was like that is so fucking true. Like why can't we say like I worked hard so I deserve this? Yeah. Like, why can't we acknowledge this? Why can't we be like, well, I can't ex- like I have to accept this on behalf of my team. Like no. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how we have to humble ourselves whenever we reach a new height. And it's just like you can't be too intimidating or else everyone will hate you. Like you have to take yourself down a notch every single time. You can't ever say like I worked hard and I'm really happy I saw the fruits of my labor. That's just like so unacceptable. And anyone that like dogs on America Ferreira's monologue for being cheesy, like yes, like while it is cheesy and we might have had have had the privileges to like understand this very basic first wave level of feminism like for multiple years, like it's still true. Like yeah, it's basic, but like what she's saying is true and it's a good reminder. And we get so like bogged down by this like third and fourth wave feminism and like uh-huh. just you know like that what she said feels so elementary to us and it feels so like oh i remember when i first you know like read sylvia plath or whatever and it but like it's not that deep or like it is that deep like even though it might seem like kind of tumblr core to you like it's a lot of people's first time hearing that and like it's all still true yeah yeah, it's nothing revolutionary. Like, this has been said before, but now that we put it in the world of Barbie, I think it's way more digestible for people. And also from, like, just the movie standpoint and remembering the fact that, like, Barbie world is based on how a child would play with their Barbies. So, like, going off the, um, you know, assumption or the... I don't know what the word is, but like the fact that, you know, Margot Robbie, like when she would float out of her house and the narrator says like, oh, you don't make your Barbies walk. You just pick them up and move them because that's what you do in Barbie world. And how like when Ken, he like um, hit the wave really hard and has to go to the hospital and then like they don't actually do anything. They're like, oh, you're all better. Like it makes sense that the way to save Barbie world would be like telling a compelling story because like Mm -hmm. that's how you play Barbies. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Like that it makes sense. Like people are like, oh, like that's just such a dumb resolution. Like so she just like said a bunch of words and everything was better. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, have you ever played Barbies? Like it's not, nothing's that deep. Like everything gets resolved so easily because it's Barbie world. And and anyone hates Barbie, 
sometimes I don't even ask people if they've seen Barbie because I refuse to hear Mm -hmm. one negative opinion on it because I wholeheartedly like think Mm -hmm. differently of you if you didn't like it. Oh, yeah. No, Barbie, I always say that it's a red flag if you meet a guy who hates on Barbie and they like make that their personality. They're like, oh my gosh, that movie's so bad. Like it's so unrealistic. It's not supposed to be. And I don't know why you think Star Wars is realistic, like, by Mm -hmm. the way. Like, nothing really has to be realistic for it to be impactful and for it to have truth in it. And when, so my second time watching it, the thing that resonated with me a lot was how they flipped the conversation from, like, matriarchy and patriarchy. And when it went to the patriarchy, I noticed that myself as a viewer, I almost felt more comfortable because that's my current world is the patriarchy. And just seeing like the cowboys and like the horses and like men are running things. I'm like, oh yeah, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to tell your boyfriend, like, I have never seen the Godfather. Tell me everything about it. And it just like called me out, like red-handed, like this is the world you live in. Like how awful is it? And like the idea of a Barbie world isn't that radical because it's just the opposite of what we have. It's Mm -hmm. totally plausible. We just unfortunately ended up in the patriarchy. Um, That was my big takeaway. Yeah. It's so good. But it's so good. Like, yeah, I don't even have words for it. I just kind of convinced myself to go watch it again tonight. Yeah. Um, I know we're talking about (laughs) Grammys, but what do you think of Margot and Greta not getting nominated? Oh, my God. I'm like shocked. Literally didn't get nominated to the ground. I I just feel like that was okay. Margot not getting nominated. I think some people were speculating, but Greta not getting nominated. Yeah. She just thought of this whole world. And I'm sorry, but Christopher Nolan, he like just kind of like rinse and repeat the same kind of formula. And I'm sure he does work. Sorry if you're Christopher Nolan and you're listening to this, but <laughs> like Greta Gerwig is an artist, and she's the one who. Phineas and Billie Eilish were in a creative rut, could not get out of it, and Greta came to them with this, like, fantastical world and really challenged their creative thinking, and then they created a masterpiece of Mm -hmm. what was I made for. Like, you can't not nominate her. She has to win, in my opinion. I'm gagged. How about you? I can't believe she wasn't nominated for Best Director. Like, I can't imagine the daunting task of writing Barbie. Mm Because it is kind of – it's like – so conceptual it's so abstract mm-hmm. there were a million and one ways that she could have done it like remember how yeah. much of a mystery barbie was like remember finding out that ryan gosling was ken and yeah. when we saw, first saw those venice beach rollerblading pictures remember how everyone was like what the fuck is this movie about yeah, it seemed like it was going to be kind of like a Minions kind of movie where it's yeah. just like something you go to watch as a joke, not the serious, like eye-opening, like piece of art. I didn't like. I knew that I was gonna like it. I knew I was gonna have a. Ha- I was gonna have fun. I did not expect to have my entire world completely rocked. Yeah, neither. Just did the I. way that she went about it was so genius and. Yeah, I also like I do think Margot should have been nominated mm-hmm. because it's easy because, OK, acting as Barbie, you're not acting as a person, you're acting no. as a doll and you're thinking and that is such a more challenging acting experience. 
Did you see that interview where Margot was saying she was struggling with trying to find Barbie, how to be Barbie, and Greta helped her, like, figure it out? Have you seen that? I don't know. Maybe. I need to I see think, it. I think it's from um, Variety. But I basically... Saw the, oh, yeah. I saw the Margot and Killian interview from Variety. Oh, I think... Yeah, wait. That was it. Where she's okay. saying that she usually finds an animal to impersonate. Yes, I There's no that. animal. And Greta found a podcast where it was covering a woman who... Oh, what yeah. was it? She like doesn't like hold any like um she doesn't have any sense of self. What was it? It wasn't that. Oh, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. It was this woman with this disorder where she like can't emote or something. Um Yeah. Whereas like know. she can't she doesn't have like any she's not like apologetic. She doesn't like hold emotions within scenarios. I forget what it was. It was something super specific, and Greta was the one who was like, that's Barbie. And yeah. she gave that to, like, a Oscar-winning actress to take with her and create Barbie. Like, there's so much artistry behind both Margot and Greta for Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Was... Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that America got nominated. Um I was kind of surprised that even, like, America got nominated over Margot. I know. I loved America's character, but the for me, what does it for Margot and what sell, sold her to me on that movie was just her facial expressions and how she's able to communicate so much with mm -hmm. a certain look. And she just was Barbie. Um, yeah, she was the perfect Barbie. And it was nice that Ryan you know, put out his statement. Like, that was, like, such kinergy. Um, yeah. Totally. We needed that. Yeah. I don't know. So, we'll see with that. And it makes me, like, concerned for what, like, Barbie's gonna win, if anything. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me... I just... I'm, I don't know. I didn't think Oppenheimer was life-changing. I didn't think their musical score was life-changing. And... I feel like it was just, they're just, like, handing it away to, like, someone who will always do a good job, but they didn't change the world. Like, no one's still talking about Oppenheimer. Sorry. Yeah. But. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm not. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, any other thoughts on Grammys? I think or that Barbie. kind of covers all my thoughts on grammys they I were good agree. yeah I was, it was good overall i think yeah. it went on too long like all the performances in the middle i mm -hmm. did like them but i was happy for boy genius too yeah that was they, cool they were really cool i was sad for dua sad for olivia happy for miley happy for taylor um happy for like, sizzle got one grammy yeah, i think that was I her first yeah, I wish Sizzle got, like, a bigger nod. I wish she'd gotten one of the big four. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. it's okay. This year is going to be crazy with all the music coming out. So yeah. new Taylor, new Ariana, new Dua, new Casey. Yeah. Crazy. And yeah. then probably more that I'm not thinking of. Probably more Billy, too. I think she hinted that after they wrote the Barbie song, they were able to write even more songs. So more to wow. come. Yeah. Maeve, thank you so much for coming on, as always, and bringing your mm -hmm. expertise. 
My pleasure. I love coming on. Thank you, Lit Hain people, for having me on. Um, I love coming on here and chatting and talking about anything, even if it's Barbie for like 10 minutes straight. We'll just have to do like <laughs> anytime more Barbie news comes out, we'll just have to do another episode. Yeah. Oh, I would 100% do it. Okay. Thanks, Maeve. Thanks, Lily.